welcome to Little Jaunts. This is the micro-podcast of Enroute. I'm Dennis Sanders, your host. Well, for over a century, Sears was one of this nation's leading retailers. In the 1920s, you could literally buy a house from Sears. You basically ordered it in the mail order catalog, and it came to you. The post-war years saw Sears moving into malls across the land. Kmart started in 1962, the same year that a number of other discount retailers, such as Target and Walmart, also opened for business. Throughout the 1970s and 80s, Kmart was the go-to place for finding things at a good price. Shoppers were always on the lookout for their famous blue light specials. In 2005, these two companies merged. Over the last decade, hundreds of their stores were closed, and now the two two chains are basically defunct. The common story is that Sears and Kmart didn't keep up with the times, and they pinned the blame on the rise of Amazon. Now, the online retail behemoth does have a role in the demise of Sears, but it's only a small role. Actually, the reason Sears and Kmart have basically vanished from the American retail scene is because of one man, the one-time CEO of Sears Holdings, Eddie Lampert. In this two-part episode, we will hear from retail analyst Warren Schulberg, who has followed Lampert and what he did to Sears. Schulberg is a longtime expert in all things retail, and he is the right person to talk about what really happened to Sears. Now, this is part of a larger interview I did with Schulberg on retail in general, and we will show that full episode in a few days. But it's important to hear this story about one retailer and what its downfall says about American society in general. So let's hear from Warren Schulberg. This is part one. Well, look. Final thing that I wanted to talk to you about was um, the story of and kind of the downfall of Sears. Um, you know, the memory that I have, I, I grew up in the in the seventies and eighties, is especially going to Sears that kind of sold everything, um, and you know, from clothing for school to the lawnmower that we owned, and usually the story that we hear about its downfall has been about Amazon, that it wasn't um, keeping up with the times. And that's why they are basically not existing anymore. But is that the whole, that doesn't seem to be the whole story. Um, There seems to also be a lot of um, kind of what kind of started in 2005 with the merger with Kmart and with their um, CEO. Um, Would you be willing kind of to share a little bit about that story and how that that happened? Sure. So I I, um, am a bit a bit obsessed with the Sears and Kmart uh, story. So um, been following it since I've been, I've been following it forever. I, I've been I've been covering retail for a long time. So, you know, first a little context, uh, which is that, um, you know, in the 
in the 19, as recently as the 1980s, Sears was the biggest retailer in America. Um, and as you said, they sold everything. And, and you know, it's not, not unfair to say that they were the Amazon of, of the era. If you wanted something, you went to Sears, either their big catalog or their stores or whatever. You know, and in the uh, in their earlier days, Sears sold houses, they sold mm -hmm. cars, um, and even in 1980s, they um, they had a real estate brokerage company, and they had a they had a a credit card, which which is the Discover card, um, and they had car insurance, and um, uh, you know, it, they they were the place to go. Um, similarly, uh, Kmart in the 1990s was the biggest retailer in America and Kmart was a great store. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they almost were, were, uh, target-like in terms of having, uh, some terrific, uh, apparel fashion, some interesting home stuff, and, and just having a little bit of, a, of an edge, uh, compared to some other retailers. And, um, these were both good retailers and um, uh, through a, a variety of reasons, they started to decline. Uh, some people say that uh, both Sears and Kmart uh, took their eye off their core businesses as they bought other companies. And, and I mentioned all the other things that Sears did and, and some people criticized them for um, focusing more on financial services and real estate than on retail, maybe. But I, I think if they had success, successfully executed that strategy, that was a brilliant plan. Um, Kmart bought up a lot of other, or bought or started a lot of other uh, retail chains. They owned a, a home improvement one. Uh, they owned a, uh, a warehouse club. They owned two book uh, 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 chains. Mm -hmm. um, um, so they, um, they also had a strategy of, of we're going to have multiple nameplates, uh, under one, under one brand. And, you know, again, people criticized and said that they, they then stopped paying attention to Kmart. To me, it's not so clear cut, but, um, but clearly, um, both Kmart and Sears declined as as core retail businesses, and and I'm going to say um, Sears made the fatal flaw in its retail business. Uh, in uh, you can trace it back to the 1940s when Sears started to expand into the suburbs um, uh, as the baby boom era started and people moved to the suburbs, Sears made a strategic decision to put its stores in, in shopping malls. Um, had they put those stores as in strip centers, um, I think that they would have had a very different outcome. Um, this has been my theory. I'm not sure anybody else shares it, but, but you think about it, um, the, the, the shopping mall customer is not buying uh, lawnmowers and power tools and work clothes and, uh, and things like that. Um, those are being bought, uh, uh, you know, today in Home Depot and Lowe's, uh, which are in strip malls and or freestanding. So Sears made a big, uh, a big mistake that took 40 years to catch up with them, but it did. Um, Kmart 
I think just stopped investing in their stores. So when when Eddie Lampert bought Sears in 2000 and then he bought Kmart in 2005, they were both um, declining, but both still pretty good businesses. Um, they had about 3,500 stores between the two of them. Um, and um, there were a lot of opportunities there. They had loyal customers and, um, uh, you know, Eddie Lampert came along and said, uh, you know, he had a great, he had a great press agent who said that he was the next Warren Buffett and, and he was going to be investing in the businesses and, and uh, wasn't going to, uh, it was going to be a hands, hands off owner. And all of that turned out to be absolutely untrue. And um, his strategy from the very beginning was to, was to pull cash out of that business. It was, it was not to run the businesses. If it had been to run the businesses, we would have seen very different activities. But instead, they, um, they kept um, uh, selling real estate. And, and it wasn't just real estate. They sold, the, they sold brand names. They s- stopped investing in their stores. Uh, you know, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you look at um, uh, Sears Kmart's um, capital expenditure budget versus a target. Uh, and it was a fraction of it. They just weren't spending any money to keep the stores modern and to keep the stores up to date. Um, and uh, both Kmart and Sears had a lot of old stores that needed a lot of work and, and they weren't spending it. So, um, uh, you know, this wasn't just a real estate play to sell off real estate assets. It was to, um, it was to uh, keep spending to a minimum and keep drawing cash out of those businesses that went back to the shareholders of which Lampert was uh, the biggest shareholder. He had 50, 50% of the company. Um, and there were all kinds of things. Uh, you know, the example I, I, I've used uh, several times is um, uh, Sears owned a regional hardware store uh, called uh, Orchard Hardware on the West Coast. And it was a nice little business. Uh, they probably should have never bought it, but they did. Um, and um, um, somewhere along the line, they um, they sold it to uh, to investors um, for a modest amount of money, and they took the proceeds from the sale and paid out a dividend to Sears uh, shareholders, of which Lampert got half of it. And and they uh, then the new owners and and Sears was still a, a minority owner of it. Um, uh, 49%, I think. And again, excuse me for not having the exact numbers in front of me, but they then um, took out a um, um, uh, a line of credit of about $600 million. And um, uh, and this is my recollection. And, and, uh, and I, again, may not be precise on the numbers. Uh, they took that $600 million and issued another special dividend to their shareholders, um, of which Lampert and and uh, ESL Holdings, which is his company, got uh, three hundred million dollars of it. Um, and uh, Old Orchard now had six hundred million dollars in debt that they didn't have the day before. Uh, within eighteen months, Old Orchard uh, filed for bankruptcy and was out of business. So. Um, you know, again, it was a plan to to take cash out of it to to 
send that cash back to shareholders and not to invest in the business. You know, if they had taken out a $600 million credit line and invested it in the stores, that would, that would have been one thing, but that's not what they did. So this is what Lampert kept doing. You know, he sold, um, he sold the, the, the big brand names. And so um, the store count kept, kept diminishing. Uh, he took their best stores, their best performing stores and sold those first because those were the most valuable assets. And, and those stores now have targets in them or Home Depots. Uh, um, uh, so when, um, when uh, Sears Holdings filed for bankruptcy in 2019, they, had, they still had 1,800 stores, uh, you know, which was pretty significant. Um, Lampert bought uh, convinced the bankruptcy court that uh, that he was the best the best uh, choice for keeping the company going, and they came out of bankruptcy in um, uh, mid two thousand nineteen with four hundred stores, um, and within a year they were down to one hundred and ninety seven, uh, and now in um, twenty twenty one and um, Sears, uh, Transform Co., which is the company that owns Sears and Kmart now, does not uh, uh, no longer talks, answers questions or talks to anybody about what they're doing. They're a private company, obviously. Um, uh, as best as, 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 as I can tell, and, and I talked to some other folks who are following it uh, even more closely than I do, there's about 50 stores left between Sears and Kmart. There may be I don't know, 30, 30 Sears stores left and 20 Kmarts. Um, and that's it. Um, and, um, you know, they're just, they're just not a player anymore. So it's a real tragedy. You know, these stores might not, not, might not have made it uh, uh, under the best of management uh, based on, on the, the competition from Amazon and Walmart. Um, but, it didn't have to turn out this way. They they could have played a role, you know. Well, I want to thank Warren for sharing this important story. Now, remember that this is only part one. Listen to part two to hear the rest of what really happened to Sears. And thanks for listening. Please leave a rating or a review on your podcast app. You can learn more about Little Jaunts and our main podcast, Enroute, by going to our website, enroutepodcast.org. That's it for this episode. See you for part two. I'm Dennis Sanders, your host. Take care and Godspeed. 